my dream my actual dream is to be a madam in a brothel and my brothel would be for everyone there would be gay people there would be kinky people there would be regular people who just want to get jerked off that's the dream and then thursday bingo and then saturday i might do a show <laughs> are you coming to the bingo no i was there tuesday i can't I can't go again. I'm knackered. Well, it sounds like quite the week. Yeah, <laughs> I might do the co- I might do the cocktails. I can. I'm cocktail trained. I'll- he can do the cocktails. <laughs> I'll suck the cock, and you can take the money. Great! Everyone's a winner. I'm Davina, and I'm Ricky, and welcome to Fierce Slay Talk, a decamp podcast where we'll be catching up with some familiar faces from the drag world and beyond, whilst delving deeper into the obstacles life has thrown at them in the journey of becoming fabulous. So shall we begin? An entertainer, a DJ, an artist, and an award-winning queen without a peen. It's Holstar! Hello! Thank you for having me. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. How are you? I'm good. I've been watching a lot of Come Dine With Me couples edition. It's very, very funny. Some of those people on there should have their own shows. Some of the characters on Couples Come Dine With Me, it's just the dynamic is amazing. And of course, I've been watching... Lots of shit TV and the Masked Singer. Who is it? Who who, who cares? But I do find myself <laughs> screaming at the television on a oh. Saturday night. See, I've only watched one of those because I'm like, I'm not sitting for an hour to only find out one person. It just seems like I'm investing an awful lot of time for not a lot of reveal here. Absolutely. You know? It's like, oh, it's Selby. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but in that interim, I'm like, who is it? Who is it? I'm looking on yeah. Twitter because I love watching Twitter when things are happening live yeah. and watch people's reactions. I love that social interaction of it all. Yes. Just everyone guessing and acting who is it who is it I just love that side of it Mm -hmm. it's there's nothing else much on at the moment is oh there's a little show called Drag Race isn't there but yes yes (laughs) (laughs) I I hadn't noticed (laughs) 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 it is what it is it It is what it is exactly we shall come to that a little bit later okay (laughs) so how have you been keeping busy over the sort of end of 2020 and the new year is that just TV or have you been getting online I did, at the beginning of lockdown, I had a little bit of a meltdown, okay. uh, like most people did, mm. and a bit of like, oh my God, my career's over, my industry's over. I, I got over that, and then I started mourning for, not for myself, but for the whole industry and venues and people that I know who run venues and mm-hmm. everyone that's involved and thinking, Christ, this is, this is, wow. Yeah. Got over myself, and then I yeah. thought, I'll do a couple of shows, and I was just stoned out of my box, and, you know, just twatting about, not sure what I was doing, and then I started doing my quizzes, which I used to started like 10 years ago, Go. Okay. Let's get quizzical. <clears throat> and I was doing those once a week. And I did a few corporates as well, which was nice because people had seen it and thought, well, this is a different kind of quiz because it's all pop, trivia, TV, mm-hmm. film. There's no serious questions. It's just yeah. stupid. Mm-hmm. And I sing a few songs and smoke lots of marijuana and make mm-hmm. a twat of myself. Um, but yeah, I've been doing that. And then I kind of had enough of that. I think everyone had enough of screen time. Everyone was a bit like, oh, every every time you went online, it was lovely to go on Facebook or whatever and just see every queen in the world doing a live (laughs) show. Yeah, Yeah. and it's like, okay, we're saturating. Everyone needs a bit of downtime. Let's just put the Netflix back on and, you know, exhaust that. Um, So I kind of had a bit of a downtime, but yeah, now I'm kind of actually more, this third lockdown, 
I'm more kind of like, okay, I've got ideas that I've had for years and never doing anything about them because I'm very lazy. And I just thought, sod it, let's get on with this and actually write some stuff. So I've been okay. trying to get my head round into that. And I don't want to talk about it because, yeah, yeah, it's just something, yeah. Just, <laughs> no worries. Just, just, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of the opposite to that in that I was really, really good all the way through the first lockdown, really motivated, yeah. even though I was, like, exhausted and I just want to go to sleep because I'd be Davina really Davina appeared at Pride in every city in the UK. <laughs> Literally, anybody asked, I was like, is that an envelope you're opening? I'm there. <laughs> I can't fucking wait. And then now this third one, I'm like, I, I have just... I just have no intention of doing anything. I just want to just let let the world happen and I'll just be riding along, you know. So we've kind of done it the other way to each other. Other way around, <laughs> yeah. This is it, isn't it? So, Holstar, I have to ask, where does this name come from, Holstar? Are you a star of the holes? I mean, what... What story are we about to get Whoa, here? You that's know? too easy. What's going on that's here? That's way too easy. So, so let's go from the very beginning. It's a very good place to start once the Julie Andrews. Well, I, I, I believe it is. So, um, my real name is Hole, H-O-L-E, as in asshole. I grew up with that name. So, and your I'm surname or your first name? My surname is okay. Hole. Yeah. <laughs> Just check. Is, yeah, Hole Hole. There you go. Something you related to Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's my name. My father, my grandfather was Mr. A-Hole. Yes, lots of fun. With a, yeah, so with a name like that, you kind of got to make the best of it. And then I was in the army for two years, many, many, many moons ago. Okay. And then I was private hole. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, let me just get over that a second. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I know, if you've not heard that before, it's, yeah, I say oh, it in my shows, everyone's like, brilliant. is she serious? Yes, I'm serious. So I was private <laughs> hole. And then I left the army, I became an artist, and I started studying arts, and I realised, actually, this name is, is quite unusual, it's quite rare, and let's celebrate it. So I became Holstar. And it was very much like um, in Boogie Nights, when Dirk Diggler has been asked by Burt Reynolds, you need a name, what's your name? And he's like, I see it in lights. Dirk Diggler, and I was like, Holstar, same thing, neon lights in my head. I was going to sleep and I was like, that'll do. And this was years before drag. This is when I was still an artist. Um, so yeah, that's where Holstar came from. And people people say, oh, is it Holster? I'm like, it could be whatever you want, darling. It's just just me. Holster? No. Oh, it's a great name. Yeah, I could have been, you know, Mistress Fifi La Trixie La Lulu La. I sound like a burlesque buddy performer. Yeah. You know, Tits McGee or something. I just thought, yeah, why not? Holster. Yeah, it gives a real clear drag queen vibe rather than. Because I think a lot of drag queens pick names which are a bit. They feel a bit burlesque rather than drag queen. Holster feels like. There's a. A hardness and a strength, a hardness. but also a glamour to it. Like, you know, it's it gives a real indication of this is drag mm-hmm. and I am a drag queen. And this is, mm-hmm. you kind of get a, a, an idea of what's going on already before you get to your show. Thank you. You've, I mean, you just kind of glossed over that, that you, you were in the army. Mm-hmm. So how do you... <laughs> How do you go from okay, I'm in the army now to I'm going to be an artist? Actually, I'm 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 I've I'm done with guns and bombs and blowing people up. I want to be an artist now. How does that come about? 
when I was when I was a kid, I always wanted to perform in some capacity, mm. and I wasn't. I was discovered sex, drugs, and rock and roll very young, so I kind of didn't study. I gave up on my studies. And I thought I can't be bothered with this. Uh, it's not for me. And I left school with nothing. And the course, the performing arts course, that I wanted to do were like, no, you need this many GCSEs. Right. And so I was like, okay, took a lot of drugs, did a lot of partying, woke up one day and like oh what the hell am I doing I've got no job I've got no career I've got no nothing and went from one extreme to the other on a come down signed up to the British army uh, for two years of my life which was hell so yeah I learned a lot about myself I toughened up a lot and when I came out a friend was doing a course in photography and I just thought that sounds like a lol something to do and then all of a sudden I discovered art and my mind went <laughs> And I did a green photography. Then I moved to Vienna for four years just to be a fabulous decadent artist. And then I've got a <laughs> master's in fine art from St. Martin's, which means nothing. I went there because Central St. Martin's, you think, oh, the glamour, yeah, yeah. oh, the history of people that have been there. And it was terrible. But, you know, I've got a master's degree. <laughs> so, you know, she's not completely thick. Just starting off very thick and unmotivated. And then I was like, OK, <laughs> go and do this. So that was like the process of getting you from sort of like being in the army. Did you consider anything else, sorry, in that process? Um, was it or was it that you decided, oh, actually, I'm going to be, I, I am going to be a drag artist? I the drag. That's the thing. The drag came. The whole star became when I was doing my first national diploma, actually, in photography okay. before drag. And so when I moved to Vienna after my degree, for no reason, again, no money, no job, no apartment, nothing. I just went there as I was traveling around Central Europe after my degree and just like, this is camp. I like it here. And the first night I was pretty shit faced. And some girl was like, you know, you're a dominatrix. You're an artist. Why don't you move to Vienna? And I was like, yeah, with nothing, <laughs> okay. with nothing. And when I was there, all my artwork at the time was like looking at gender and sexuality and kink and fetish, as I mentioned, I'm also a dominatrix. So all my artwork was looking at those areas and I was coming back to the UK and seeing lots of like really nasty drag queens being violent about women and being really misogynistic and really like, where is this coming from? You came from a vagina, mm. deal with it. And oh, lesbians in the corner, right, these same tight old jokes. And this was back in the late nineties. So that, that was still very prevalent and the, some of those girls are still working. But luckily, you know, luckily they've changed their minds and they're coming around to the modern way of thinking. So I thought, hang on, these people are keeping glamour alive because feminism did great many things, but in the nineties, it kind of killed off a lot of glamour. And so I thought, hang on, I'm quite a tomboy in my you know day-to-day -day life. And, but I love camp, I love musicals, I love over-the-top campy Lula stuff. So I thought, let's reclaim that to the female body. Let's celebrate it as a you know, non-binary woman, whatever I am, and say, actually, let's take those codes of femininity and over-the-top campness back to the female body, celebrate it, have fun with it, and also make people think, may hopefully let them think a little bit beyond the end of their nose, that gender isn't binary, that sexuality isn't binary, nothing is binary. I like these gray areas in the middle. Mm -hmm. And so I love it when people now go, oh my God, what are you? I'm like, does it matter? Are you entertained? That's all that bloody matters. Yeah, What's yeah. in my pants? Ain't no one's business. <laughs> so there you go. That's how the drag came about. Absolutely. I do love a uniform, though. I'd be devastated. 
I mean, on the front line, go, don't you think these combats would look so much better if they were purple? Why do you think I left? You know what I mean? Khaki, khaki is not my colour. I did ka- I did khaki for too long. And I was like, I used to go down to the naffy in, like, with feather boas just to piss people off because I knew they thought I was weird. And I was like, I don't care. And I'd run round and they'd all be looking the same in their jeans and check shirts, the girls and the boys. And I just thought, no, no, no. no. I, now I was sitting in the back of my head going, you're a fruitcake. Go and celebrate that fruitcake-ness. Yeah. So you've yeah. mentioned uh, being a dominatrix mm. and, and this being a part of your um, praxis. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I also went to university <laughs> once upon a time. Um, <laughs> so you're a brothel receptionist and a dominatrix. Like, talk to me about this. Talk to me about this. Okay, so um, when I was in doing my degree in photography in Blackpool, which was a roller coaster of a ride for three years, um, I was obviously my, my artwork was very sexual based and kink based, and I went to work for um, a lady of the night, shall we say, as her receptionist, and that was fascinating. I legally then I think now you can technically have a maid, but mm. technically then you could only have one person working for a premises at the yeah. time. And I was like the host and her husband and this other guy were like the security while they sat in the kitchen all night doing speed. And I would have to basically go down to the taxis because the taxi would get five person per punter they brought. I'd bring them up the stairs. I'd say, hi guys, so available tonight is, this is for that, this is for that, da 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 And they were like, oh, I don't know. I said, I'll tell you what, if you give me the money now, I'll get you a beer. How does that sound? Of course, the money came straight out. They were like, yes, I'll have the full works. But she worked, you know, she worked alone. And she would work from like nine in the evening till say six the next morning alone. And wow, what a, what a trooper. What a trooper. And at the same time, I was, you know, becoming interested in the fetish side of things. And I went to a fetish party and... I saw a woman being like spanked on a cross mm. and I just stood there and I was like, I didn't want to be her. I wanted to spank her. It kind of awoke in this kind of um, sadistic streak that I definitely have with <laughs> consent, of course. And I was doing it in clubs in the Northwest and I was enjoying it. I was having a lovely camp all time. And I just thought, I'm quite good at this. I could make some money out of this. So I started, and this is before the internet. So it was the back of magazines. It was postcards in you know, shop windows. It was old school. And my first client, I remember, paid me 80 pounds just to clean my flat. He just came round and cleaned my flat. And I walked around with a cigarette just going, Mr. Bit, Mr. Bit. And that was that was it. What a dream job. Oh, but it's not. My it's, God. Unfortunately, it's not all that. No. It's not. I mean, everyone thinks being a dominatrix is glamorous. It is fabulous. When you get great clients, it's the dream job. But the admin, the bullshit, the uh, wanking over the phone, the guys who just ask stupid questions, who never follow through with the actual appointment, the ones who do turn up, I have so much respect for because for, for this toxic male you know, way the world still sees men, for them to admit that they want to be dominated by someone like me, that takes a lot of balls, mm. pardon the pun. It's like, good for you, you've come here. And I give them a little chat beforehand. We do the session at the end of it. I'll give them a hug. It's almost like this is therapy for some of these people. It's an outlet yeah. and I don't do anything sexual with them. I mean, I might bum them into next week, but you know, <sighs> that's what they want. That's what most of them want these days. Back yeah. in the day, they wanted, I remember doing this for 20 years. So a lot of them were very much into the pain aspect of it the humiliation the domination these days they all want bumming and that's fine because i'm very good at bumming 
But it's just, they get so, that's all they ever bloody want. They just want to be bummed. And I love the fact that all these straight men are now discovering the prostate. Yeah. It's like, yes, dear, we've been talking about this for years in our own communities. <laughs> now you're just waking up to the fact, well, pay me and I'll sort you out. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, straights are always just behind the curve with the fashion. The gays are, the gays are always there, aren't we? The always. queer community are always 10 years, 20 yeah. years ahead. I mean, the yeah. fact that they're only just finding about the prostate. You'd be, I, I mean, know. That's hilarious. I know. I love the fact that you've had all these different jobs. And if you do ever sort of end up in a situation where you're at a regular job interview and somebody goes, <laughs> and give me an example of a time when you went out of your way for somebody who went, well. <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah, I think my CV, if you look at my CV, if I went for like a regular job, yeah. it'd just be like, you're unemployable, babes. You've got <laughs> skills, but these skills are not going to be relevant to what we're doing in our little office here so i kind of resign i think my mother accepted years ago that she ain't gonna get a nice girl with a nice job and 2.4 kids in a labrador i've accepted yeah. long time ago but i never wanted to live that life and i'm very i'm so grateful and i'm so lucky that i have the little flat that i have now i live on my own i'm very lucky i had to live with a lot of crazy people um, in the system to get this um, little council flat. I'm so grateful for it. And I can live simply on a low budget. I don't need big, splashy, expensive things. I just live day to day. And usually I spend all my money on traveling. So all the year I'll save up my money bit, 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 bit. And usually this time of year, I'll be off somewhere. Last year I was in Bali. The year before that was Sri Lanka. The year before that was Myanmar and Thailand. I love, I just love seeing cultures outside of myself and turning off the music and turning and just listening to people and talking to these people oh, that's just a joy for me it's absolute that's my absolute pleasure in life is traveling and just meeting new people except for drag fans because they're a bit in your face but yeah <laughs> <laughs> as you well know dear they cry don't they they cry oh God, leave me alone. <laughs> You've, over over this over time though, you've performed at loads of festivals as well, haven't you? Like mm -hmm. Glastonbury. Um, do you know I've never been to Glastonbury? Have you been? No, I, it's one of those things that I like. I should have gone. I'm it's got to be done, hasn't it? Like pure hippie kid. That's what I should have been doing. <laughs> yeah. And instead, I was like, no, I'm going to sleep <laughs> in a nice warm bed and have a bottle of champagne <laughs> instead. <laughs> Definitely. So, what's the festival experience for you like performing? Um, I mean, when I started doing Glastonbury, it was part of the NYC Download, and we were the first gay stage at any British festival, which oh, wow. is nuts when you think about it. This was yeah. 2007, I think. What? And so it's Horsemeat Disco, and it was all a bunch of like freaks from the East London scene. And we kind of took over this space and Block 9 you know, designed this amazing New York you know, frontage. And we were just hanging off and shouting at people through megaphones and come into the disco. Hey, honey, it's 1977. La, 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 clack, clack, clack. Yep. And the first night, because they do, they do it for charity, would you get in, you have to have a little moustache. And I remember that it was going to be like, okay, it's a pound donation. Okay, cool. Oh, no, it's two pounds. I thought, no one's going to pay two pounds to come into a gay disco. This is a straight festival. They've already paid shitloads yeah, how much yeah. to get into Glastonbury but they did and they came in their droves and they came night after night and year after year we've had people come up to us say we got engaged here or we met here or now oh, we're married wow. so it's straight people coming into our world and getting it and it was just like oh my god this is incredible and to be part of that from the very beginning was just an absolute joy and the 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 the, the crazy, oh my God, one of the best weekends of my life was the first weekend. It rained nonstop. It was hideous. We were literally wading.
flooding in water. I've not laughed so much in my whole life. It was just, oh, we're going to get through this. We're bloody drag queens in a field in the mud. In the mud this yeah. should not work, but it was just fun. It and as it's gone on and gone on, Block Nine has now taken over the whole field and it's incredible. And they've got international DJs and different styles of music and these frontages are just incredible. I've stepped back from it because I'm an old lady now. And um, I think I've done it. I've done it. I did it for four, you know, four or five days mm. of drag in a field with not much sleep, with lots of drag queens on a methadrone screaming and shouting. You're like, ah, I just need my bed. <laughs> so now I quite like to watch it on the telly. I'm like, sat here, yes, yes, feel the experience. But I love, I love festivals. But it's just the getting on site, getting off site. It's just, yeah. uh, if I could just be helicoptered in, dropped like Shelley Bassey, drop me in, drop me out. <laughs> Which is obviously what should be happening for you. It that is, is. What should be happening. of course, yeah. of course. They never got the memo, but never mind. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. You've performed all over the world as well. So it's not just festivals mm. and the UK. Mm. You've performed all over the world. Mm-hmm. So where have been some of your favourite countries to perform? Or, and maybe Ooh. like the most surprising reactions? Um, well, I think one of the best ones for me, I think in terms of like, wow, I can do this, was um, Vienna, actually. Mm. The last year I was there. And the year before, I was I was going to be asked by the committee to perform, but this other queen who kind of runs the scene over there, she was like, "Oh no, Holstein's doing too much on the scene." And it was like, when someone told me that, I was like, oh, "Just because I can actually sing and do shit, you oh. can't even lip sync." So she doesn't even do her own makeup or styling. Oh. So whatever, let's not talk about her. So the next year, I got it, and I was the penultimate act. They said you got fifteen minutes. I was like, "Great!" So we're outside the Hofburg, gorgeous, gorgeous building in Vienna. There was, you know, people have performed there of Hitler, unfortunately, the Pope and me. You know, <laughs> yeah, you put the Pope in between. It's fine. I'm just kind of in between the two of them. That could go, be right? the name of your book when you write yes. when you write an autobiography. <laughs> Hitler, the Pope, and me. <laughs> I would buy that. I would definitely buy um, that. that would be Did you get to meet? Um, do you know, one of the people who's well known in LGBT from Vienna is Conchita, isn't she from yes. Eurovision? Have you ever worked with her? Mm. No, because she wasn't around when I was there. So okay. I was there 2001 to 2005. So this is pre-Conchita. And the gay scene was very mm-hmm. much, you know, one... It was a small thing because it is... And when I was there, it's still kind of a very straight life society. Mm. And gay okay. was acceptable as long as you could, you know, fit into this 60s ideal of what it is to be, you know, homosexual, you're asexual, you're not offensive, you're not going to get in, you know, straight people's faces. And so when mm-hmm. I came on, they were like, who the hell is this British fucking lunatic? Um, but I did that gig and I did my 15 minutes and I came off and they were still shouting for me. And I was like, huh? Perfect. And people were like, whole star, whole star. And I was like, what the hell? And they're like, you need to do another song. I was like, I don't have any more songs on the CD. And the queen who didn't want to book me the year before, she was the one who had to introduce me and then bring me back out on stage to screams of mine. I was just like, ah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. So I said to the tech guy, I said, just play the next song. <laughs> I don't even know what okay. it was. And I just improvised over the just top improv. of it. I just, I sang, what did I say? I think you've got the love or something like that. And just, it worked. And that was a okay. moment that was just like, yes. But I love, I Copenhagen Pride. That was pretty huge. That was huge. Copenhagen Pride was like ridiculously. So do you think that's like career highlights? Probably in terms of, I'm talking about in terms of numbers. I mean, I don't think my best gigs have been in big numbers. Mm. I love performing to huge crowds. I love it when you can't see anyone's faces. That's yeah. great because just mm-hmm. you're out there. Um, when they're close to though and you're intimate, you can see their eyes. I kind mm-hmm. of, that's more scary 
but yeah, I kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. that intimacy. Yeah. I prefer that intimacy. Like, hi, I can see your face. Why are you looking at your phone? Turn it off. I'll give it here. Let's be me. <laughs> that kind, you know, course, yeah. you, take, you can interact with people better. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my best gigs, my favorite gigs, have been in small little venues. Just when you've got that, the magic is right, and the crowd just get it, and they're along with you. I mean, a lot of time, I have a lot of, I have to fight a lot because there are gigs that I've done in a lot of gay bars, and a lot of older gay men have just stood there like, oh yeah. Oh, it's a bloody woman, is it? Oh, mm mm-hmm. And I love to win them over. I love to say, hang on, are you entertained? Let's get, let's just go with it, darling. Let's go with it. And I remember once there was one in, I'm not going to say the bar, but these old queens were just like really loudly. I can't, no, can't be watching this. A woman's not, no, a woman doing drag. By the end of it, one had his top off. The other one tipped me. And another one came up to me and said, thank you so much for actually, you know, impress it. I was like, I'm not here to impress you, but thank you for actually acknowledging the fact Mm -hmm. that I can entertain. That's that's all I care about Mm -hmm. so there is still those battles as being a woman in these spaces but i like to win people around because i'm stubborn i'm like come on you will enjoy yourself get with a program doesn't fucking matter does it you know even more determined (laughs) i'm a dominatrix of course i'm stubborn you know (laughs) you will enjoy yourself yes yes (laughs) 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 you've got a really extensive drag cv and you've also created lots of uh, music as well. So who who is it that inspires you in the in the music industry? Who have been your musical inspirations? Um, I mean, the music that I've created is not. It's it's fun. It's good. Mm. It's high energy. It's pop. But for me, I love soul music. I love funk. I love disco. I love ha- classic house. Um, I love big black divas like Lily Holloway is one of my mm. favourites because she can sing and she can do the whole sassy sassy bitch thing. And I'd love to, I'd really like to work with some producers who were, who had knowledge of that kind of music. Cause I always want more bass. I always want more soul and funk. Cause I'm a DJ as well. I always think what would work as a dance floor that I would play. And the stuff that I've made has been great fun and I love it, but it's, so I want to create something that's, you know, more funky and chunky. And I love, you know, just big anthems and big, wow, let's celebrate because the world is falling apart. Let's have some fun with it. And there's time for serious ballads. And I can do my artsy-fartsy, you know, oh, yes, we're being contemporary now mm. and wah. Um, but I just think let's have fun. I want to do more fun stuff. Enjoy so it. if there are any producers who are mm. like funk and soul-based right mm. now listening... Now is yes. the time to get in contact with Holster. Oh, please, yes. I, I, my dream, I think, was to produce something like um, Salsa Orchestra. Um, they, you know, this was back in the day where you had lots of musicians, real mm. musicians, and someone singing over the top, and it was pure lush disco. And now you can't, especially in London, no one's got time to rehearse. No one's got spaces to rehearse. It costs money to hire musicians. And just to find that, you know, that Vince Clark person who could just do it on the keyboard themselves, and I just pop in and go, yeah, woo, over the top of it, would be, <laughs> you know, an absolute dream. <laughs> now, you've, it's not all been... Um, roses and sunshine you have been fired from a job Um, you went to your agent to find out why and they told you it was because you were a woman Mm -hmm. tell us what happened there Um, so I was booked for a venue to perform and DJ and this was I think booked me for like four succession no Saturdays whatever it was I was like yeah cool fine this is camp turned to the job did the job. As far as I knew, everything went fine. So I spoke to the boss staff. I spoke to the punters. I was friendly with everyone. Mm. 
which is not always the case, no. but I was actually on good form. And as far as I was aware, it went completely fine. And then the, the, in the, during the week, the, the following week, um, I called from him and saying, oh, um, they no longer want you. And I was like, okay, can you tell me why? And he's like, well, no. And he just was babbling on. Eventually I just went, it's because I'm a woman, isn't it? And he went, yeah. And I was like, fine, 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 fine. This has happened many a time. I had this other other experiences of this where people have booked me on my reputation or people have said word of mouth. They've found out from somewhere that I have a vagina and then they've gone, no, we can't do this. And it's what it is. They underestimate their audiences. They presume that because since forever it is men in dresses of course it's you know since vaudeville and music hall and all that that's you know where it came from and there their assumption that well you're a woman you must be a drag king and it's like but i don't want to be a i'm butch in this life i want to celebrate and have fun and they underestimate what people want i think people just want to be bloody entertained that that's it and yes you do get a few people who are like oh no you're not a drag queen I'm like oh i'm still fighting against that but yeah, that still happens. I mean, it is getting better. There are a lot more women now doing drag, which is fantastic. There's some fabulous girls out there. Um, but there is still that misogyny that, you know, exists within the gay scene and the straight scene and, 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 and. I don't think when RuPaul says things like, um, you know, there's no danger in a woman doing drag. I've been I've been beaten in the face. I've been I've been hit. I've had things thrown at me. I've had people grab me here, here, everywhere. I've had a lot of abuse and a lot of aggression thrown towards me. So there is danger there. So to say that is bullshit. It's not about what your gender is. It's the final output. For me, it's always like the show. Mm. There was you know people you can paint a beautiful face. You can have the most beautiful couture on and da da da. da. That's great. Wonderful. Brilliant. But after 10 seconds, the audience don't see that anymore. They no. want to see you perform. They're like, great, she looks great, fists, yes, queen, etc." Now what do and you then do? It's like, now what can you do? Oh, you're lip syncing badly, you're looking at the floor, you're not engaging with the audience. You're just like, um, clackety, 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 clack, great. Give me more, give me a show. And that's what I try and do every time. I always try and, even if it's a small bar somewhere, I'm in the corner on the top of a bloody... Bin, bin liner or something. It's like, no, I'm at the Palladium right now and you're going to get the best of me and I'm going to give you a show. I want you to enjoy this. And so, yeah, those things are still going to happen. The world's slowly changing. Yeah. And people have said to me, why don't you fight more? It's like, I've been fighting for 17 yeah. years. I've got, I'm, I'm over being angry about it. Yeah. I've 17 bastard <laughs> yeah. years. I've been twatting about <laughs> in a wig going, hello, look at me. And the matter of people, oh no, she's a woman. No, no, okay. <laughs> I love other people's advice who are just not in that. It is, it's like people who don't know anything about the media. They go, have you tried the BBC? No, no. I graduated 12 years ago. Do you know what? It never crossed my mind. But now that you've said it to me, I'm going to go down there and apply it. <laughs> you know? I, I have to be honest as well. Like, I, I was guilty of this. You know, I'd never... I'd, I'd been brought up through that men do drag, women do drag king thing. And then I had this moment where I... Um, I'd done whatever it was that we were doing. I, it was like a scratch show or something. And uh, this drag queen was coming on, and I think she was called Misty Misty Summers or Misty Days or I don't know. She was called Miss. I can't remember now, and I'm furious with myself. But she did the most incredible 
piss take of a male drag queen <laughs> that I've ever seen. It wow. was absolute genius. She turned everything on its head and she's going, falling in love again. <laughs> Fuck him, I hate him. He's an absolute <laughs> bastard. Never was for... And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> like my head, my head exploded. I had that light bulb moment and I was like, Fuck, you are actually probably the best drag queen I've ever seen. Because you've you've taken all of that lazy drag shit mm-hmm. and you've gone, here's this lazy drag shit. Look how shit it is. Let's all laugh at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was my, my initial intention with, with the drag. It wasn't going to be to perform. It was just going to do... A single video of me in a, with a spotlight on, lip syncing to Shirley Bassey, mm. because that's what I'd seen as drag, and it was just going to be a one-off art piece. And I met this DJ at um, this after party at the Vienna Life Ball, and I'd stolen a bike from somewhere, and I was cycling around the dance floor being stupid. And he was like, "Who's this?" And he got chatting to me, and he's like, "Okay, come an MC for me." I'm like, "I'm not an MC." So I went as my dominatrix thing. So it was very much like, "You will dance. Ugh, I'm gonna spank you." And then one day I thought, hang about, I've got an audience here. I'm getting paid in vodka. Let's workshop this up, this drag idea in front of an audience. And they were like, what the fuck are you? I'm like, just, just go with it and see what happens. I'm and here. It, that's what I I'm am. I'm here. And that's, that's, that's what I always say my birthday is. My, my drag birthday is March, is it March the 14th? because that was the first time I got paid. I was doing drag beforehand. I thought, no, when I get paid, and it was in the Ronica Theatre in Vienna, which is gorgeous, and they were filming it for something, and I got twatted on the head by a boom, and but, uh, and since then, I'm, yeah. Here, here I am. Are. <laughs> Did you say you were getting paid in yes. vodka? You have, in the early days, in the early days, you get whatever you can take. You yeah. know, there's kids... There's kids now turning up into drag expecting this, 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 mm. this. It's like, okay, you've seen the you've seen the TV show. Yeah, Great, no. you've seen the TV show. Great. That's not that's not real drag. That's yeah. not real life. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the it's other end reality. of the scale. Yeah. And they're expecting this. It's like, no, you've got to work for that. You've got to jump through a lot of hoops. And the thing is, there is no more room for drag. It's we're full. It's one in, one out. Everyone's just full now. And it's like, okay. You've got to work. When I came from Vienna to London, nobody knew who I was. Mm. I was going around going, I've done this, I've performed here, I've done that, and that. I've travelled around the, you know, Europe and performed. Not interested because they didn't know who I was. And the internet wasn't, it was still my mm. space then, for God's sake. So I had to start again and jump through hoops. And I go to promoters and go, hi, I can do this. And who the fuck are you? And, 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 and. You've got to jump through those hoops and get paid in whatever you can get and you will always do free gigs you know i i always try and do a couple of charity gigs a yeah. year just to keep my toe in that and just be like okay i want to get yeah, paid yeah. obviously but for those little times I'm like no i'm going to give back a little bit in my shouty ballsy way i should never be paid in vodka me because i wouldn't remember the end of the gig i would just wake up in bed and i'd be like <laughs> Because do you know what, right? I'm not even kidding. When I was in uni, I had to do loads of agency shifts. And I remember having to serve Gary Neville, right? And I was having to look after all the spirits and stuff like this. You shouldn't let Ricky look after the spirits. It's a bad idea. Because I don't bloody remember leaving that event. I don't remember whether it went okay. I don't remember anything. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I don't think Gary got his vodka. Fuck it. (laughs) He can afford to buy some more. No, he probably didn't. I think I had it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what would 
would advice would you give to a woman who wanted <gasps> to start drag? You need a fucking thick skin, darling. That's the first the first bit of advice is you need a thick, thick skin. You're gonna get I thought so you was gonna say thick something else. Thick dick, skin, <laughs> pair of vaginal <laughs> lips, whatever you've got. Whatever you have. You're gonna need thick skin because you're gonna you are you are gonna be judged first and foremostly on your gender, regardless of how you paint or your talent or what you actually do on stage, you will be judged on that. And then you you you, you have to just go, mm, this is what it is. If, I, if you believe in it enough, then do it. Um, there's a lot of people now, obviously the Instagram kind of, you know, generation of kids who are painting stunning faces, absolutely beautiful, wonderful. But again, it's like, what is your end product? And that is to perform. Getting those likes, great get those sponsorship deals great but we want to see you perform drag is about the performance, the performance darling yeah. just learn that just learn i mean come on lip syncing is not that hard learn the lyrics listen to the breathing of that person listen to how they're breathing when they're singing and they're going in and out listen to the emotion of the words and the lyrics and how is that real how make show your face show you don't have to do death drops and dips and god knows whatever the kids are these kids are going to have broken backs by the time they're 35. The amount of people throwing themselves on the floor. Yeah. Like, woo! Yeah. Plop, plop. I call them death plops because most of them are plops, to yeah. be fair. The train girls know what they're doing. They're real dancers. Yes. But don't hurt yourself. You don't have to be slamming yourself on the... Some of my favourite lip syncers are people who just stand there and just go, blah, 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 and emote. And that's like, that's stunning. That's beautiful. You do You can do that. Just learn the fucking song. Learn, learn to do magic. Do something. Sing. Tell a joke. Fucking pull a rabbit out your ass. I don't care. <laughs> do something. Entertain the people, and that's the main yeah. thing that people should be learning is having the end result. Going on the stage and selling something to the kids, not just that's I look it. so pretty on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's... nowadays every single lip sync challenge at some point. Michelle and Rue are going to be like, whoa! As soon as they hit the floor, they're just like this, and every yeah. single one. Yeah. I'm sure they. I'm sure. Do you know what? I've got. I've got. I've got a theory that they don't actually do that live. They set oh, it up, right. and they, all, the, all, the, all the girls have gone, and then they go. Okay, we need reaction shots. So <laughs> Michelle, oh, okay, someone's okay. just landed in a split. You know, kick split. Ooh! Nice. Oh look, report. Someone's just done this. Ooh! It's that. It's like the same reactions every time. We know we're going to go. Cool shot. Shot to you or shot to Michelle. Ooh! Ah! Perfect. Ooh! Can you confirm any of that, Davina? Uh, I could neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> My NDA re re restricts me from talking about this. <laughs> and moving swiftly along. So, Holstar, what is yes, coming sorry. next? What can we expect from you? I don't know at the moment, to be honest. I'm just going to get into writing. I think, I mean, tonight, later on, I'm going to do a little DJ set online because I DJ as well. <laughs> get you a girl that can do everything um i just thought sod it you asked me to do this and a drag race is on it's now and so mm -hmm. the kids will be watching that so yeah. i just thought afterwards let's have a disco set yeah, and they'll be on a little high won't they from do something race, yeah something yeah, to absolutely. do isn't it i mean i've mm -hmm. not done a live for ages since god december so i'm like let's just do something why not um i'm just writing now i think that's what i need to do is actually say okay all the gigs that I had booked obviously have all gone. Mm. And I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking when they're going to come back, when I'm going to get those gigs. I'm just thinking for now, for myself, for my own mental health and for my own sanity, <laughs> let's just actually be disciplined for Focus once in on my life. for a little bit, yeah. Because I do, you know, like most of us, we all live gig to gig. We don't have regular jobs. We just go from here to here. We go along, da, 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 da. 
and I'm thinking no sod that that's all gone out the window I'm just going to focus try to focus a little bit and actually I've got loads of ideas I've always got loads of ideas but I never do them because I'm a stoner and I'm lazy <laughs> as we've already said but uh yeah I'm trying to just think okay let's put some structure into the things I have to say and the things that I've lived through and also give advice to other people because I can come across as quite a bitch and I can be quite a bitch but now I'm older and I'm softer and I'm thinking hang on I could give this back to the kids you know helped, instead yeah. of just being me 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 it's like okay let's let's do some try and do something positive and put a fun spin on it mm. rather than just you should do this because i could tell the children what to do for days but you know they don't want to hear that they want to hear fun and glamour and yeah 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 <laughs> just try not to be such a miserable bitch that's my that's my aim i think is that's not to be such aim, a yeah. grumpy cow <laughs> so that goes perfect and you can do so much now as well particularly with the popularity of the show and everything being current then obviously you can hopefully reach out to some possible female drag queens whilst it's trending so heavily at the moment uh that i'm not worried about <laughs> i just do you know what it is yeah. I, I that's the thing you get a lot of people as you know davina you'll know you'll get a lot of people messaging you going hi will you be my drag mother i'm like no listen I, I don't have children for a reason i'll be your drag auntie not your mother i've got no time i'll play with you and i'll tell you to fuck off and yeah. let someone else deal with you and also i have a lot of respect for the heritage of drag mothers you know, people now who are like 22 going, I'm a drag mother of the House of Flaps. You know, great, but yeah. you've got no hair. The, 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 the original drag mothers, you know, housed these kids. They homed these kids. Their families rejected them and they said, come over here and we'll put you in this and we'll make you part of a house. And mm -hmm. there was fighting, obviously, and love. But now when you've got some kid who's never struggled or strive for anything in their yeah, life had yeah, a very yeah, comfortable yeah. existence going i'm a drag mother really no so i've got no interest in that i'll be an auntie yeah. i'll tell you to piss off and sort your bloody life out i'm a little bit tougher so when people ask me i'm like i have no time for that mm. i will give energy to people who i want to give energy back who deserve that because i've been burned i've had a few people who used to call me auntie holster and i was like a little bit of a family thing and they all turned out to be complete bastards so <laughs> as you know, they you... always are everyone's yes. a wanker everyone's a wanker <laughs> they could they could stab you in the back as soon as the backs turn like right <laughs> how can people keep up to date with what what you're up to and uh, and keep informed about whole stars goings on um i've got the old uh facebook page twitter uh insta shite I'm on Facebook, yeah, Facebook doc slash Holstar, whatever. Twitter's Holstar, uh, but Instagram is the Holstar because when I finally went to, everyone kept saying, you have to go on Instagram. And I was like, I can't be bothered. I'm not into all that picture, picture stuff. I thought, okay, I need to get with the times. Yeah. I used to be like that, yeah. I was just like, okay, let's do it, fine. Went there, signed up, and it was like, oh, Holstar's gone. Some bitch is already, what? Outrageous. It's some girl in the middle of America who's probably called Claire. Uh, she's she's got <laughs> Holstar, so I had to be like the Fucking Holstar. Claire. Fucking Claire. Fucking Claire, I don't know. Locked account. Can't even see what she's on about. Like, Shocking. Cow. It's probably like a golf pro or someone like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, probably. <laughs> 
Holstar in one. Boom. There we go. But actually, there was one time I, I googled I googled Holstar years ago, and I was like, okay, what other types of Holstar are there? And there was hubcaps called Holstars, great. Okay. And then there was also a porn star called Ron Holstar. And I was right. like, this is amazing. So I contacted the production company. I was like, look, my name's Holstar. I've been Holstar for this amount of time. I'm just curious. I mean, I don't care if he took the name. It doesn't matter. But what did he do and what's he into? And they were so sweet. And they wrote back and went, oh, yeah, he's a massive bottom. Yeah, we did this film. And he got bummed into next Wednesday. And, da -da. and I was just like, this is genius. This is a beautiful use of my name. Thank you. Couldn't have gone any better. <laughs> free marketing there. Do you think, I, ha I have to ask, because we've talked about porn, we've talked about the Matrix thing. Would you do it yourself? Drag race. No, not drag race, porn. What? A porn. <laughs> um, um, porn. I've been in, I've been in a, a film actually oh, that really? was in Vienna okay. I'd never seen it okay. and they paid me well and they came these guys came from Hungary and we did some it was very kinky S&M type stuff um, and also I'm in the voice I'm a voiceover in a porn film because when I was doing my degree oh, really? everyone was doing everyone was doing work experience in you know conventional photographers and I did a bit of that and I realised I hated it so I contacted all these porn companies I said hi I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman I want to get involved in porn from behind the cameras everyone ignored me this one company said yeah come along and I laughed my ass off this whole day of shooting was just hilarious and the, the director he'd been doing the same thing for years and years mm. and years and it was just I was stood at the doorway going why don't you do that because I was thinking from a woman's point of view I was like hang on she's not getting anything out of that why don't they both enjoy it let's everyone enjoy porn let's be a little bit educational about it rather than just blah yeah and so he said do you, want, do you want the camera do you want to direct for a bit I was like great yeah so I was like you sit on him and like that and da, 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 da. And at the end of it, she had to say something sexy. And the, the company was called Raw Video Productions. And so once, she, once they're lying there at the end of their glory and they're having a fag, and she had to say this thing. And she had a very squeaky voice. So they're like, okay, say it. She's like, you have been watching a Raw Videos production. And I was in the doorway going, no, say it like this. Just drop your voice down. They were like, that's it. So they recorded me going, you have been watching a Raw Videos production. Again. <laughs> So it's your your voice, but her face. My voice. Say it again. My, like, she lip synced to me. <laughs> Genius. And I couldn't oh, find thanks. it. I went everywhere in Soho looking for this fucking video. Going, I need to see just hear my voice on a porn film. Really, I love to direct porn though. I would love. I've got this whole epic film in my head. It's very S and M based, but it's got oh, something right. for everyone. My dream, my actual dream, is to be a madam in a brothel. And my brothel would be for everyone. There would be gay people. There would be kinky people. There would be regular people who just want to get jerked off. And it would be very lovely. And you couldn't be, if you're an asshole, I don't care how much money you've got, out the door. And I'd lie there on a chaise long with a spliff in my hand, taking the money, stuffing it down my tits and like fluffy mules and just being fabulous. That's the dream. And then Thursday, bingo. And then Saturday, I might do a show. <laughs> <laughs> Are you coming to the bingo? No, I was there Tuesday. I can't. I can't go well, again. Sounds knackered. like quite the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun. Where do we apply? When the when they yeah. when they finally legalise bottles in this yeah. country. I might do the co- I might yeah. do the cocktails. I can, I'm cocktail trained. I thought that that's fabulous. Like You're hired. There we go. There we go. He can do the cocktails. <laughs> I'll suck the cock, and you can take the money. Brilliant. Perfect. Great. Everyone's <laughs> a winner. Everyone is a winner here. <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting to us. It's, oh, been, it's been so joy. much fun. <laughs> It's been, thank you for having me. And Davina, I just want to say, my best, one of my best friends, who's a straight man, thought that you should have won Drag Race. Oh, well, that's very kind there you of go. him. I noticed yes. that you didn't. <laughs> no, you are, you are the people's princess. And I've always said that. Because, you, yes, yeah. you can perform and I you should, can do everything else, but you actually give a shit. Yeah, I should you have You actually a, give a shit. A steering so, wheel wrapped around my head. You were robbed. Thank you so much. And we will see you very soon, I'm yes. sure. Cool. Lovely. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thanks, Alison. It's been so fun. It's a pleasure. Really, really good fun. Well, we have come to the end of the episode. This has been Fierce Slay Talk. You can join us on our journey by following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Fierce Slay Talk. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us going on. We could talk for hours. And if you enjoyed the show, let your friends know. Go on, spread the word. Be sure to review the podcast as well. Till next time. You want it. You got it. I won't hold back. Come snatch it. Come take it. All yours right off the rack. No wanting. No waiting. You shake me down. You touch it. You taste it. Come take me here and now. Try it and buy it at the top of the stack. Bag it and snag it. No need to attack. Instant and present hit. Go and play back. Right now. Right now. Take it and tame it. Walk me to the door. Have it and hold it. You only want more. Live it and love it. You got it. It's yours. Right now. Right now.